It has been 365 days plus since the National Wrestling Alliance has produced an episode of NWA Power. Since then, an exodus of talent has seen a wide variety of roster members end up in Impact, end up in AEW, and although we celebrate their success and celebrate their notoriety, one has to admit that the National Wrestling Alliance is going to need to add depth to its roster ahead of its return to television tapings. So this is my list of five recently released WWE wrestlers who will add value, add impact to NWA power. Hi, this is J. Cal, and this is J. Cal's View, the journey of a journalist, the place where I pontificate about pro wrestling. Yes, yes, this is a presentation of Alliance-Wrestling.com, your number one source for news and information for the National Wrestling Alliance and the United Wrestling Network. But this is also the place where I get to say my point of view. And just a minute, we're going to talk about some of the talents who I think would instantly make an impact for the NWA. Now, I'm not advocating for the NWA to lock up a bunch of wrestlers who are past their primes or lock up a bunch of wrestlers based solely on their merit with the WWE. But I, this list that I've cultivated, curated, is talent who I think will literally make an impact immediately. And, well, this segment was actually taken from the uh, last J, uh, pre-party with J-Cal, a, a stream we do every Tuesday on YouTube and on Twitch, uh, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 o'clock Pacific, and we talk about the NWA every live stream. And and we got into a, con- a discussion about who we thought could make an impact for the NWA. And of course, I include my list of the top five talents who I think could really make a difference. Hope you'll listen to it. Hope you'll check it out. And leave me some feedback. If you listen to this and you agree or disagree, send me an email. Send me a direct message. All of our socials are at the Alliance blog. And, uh, well, after this message, we'll talk about who could help the NWA. Last week, I tweeted... I tweeted this, and I said, Our NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, Nick Aldis, has said that the NWA power is coming back in the spring. And I asked the folks out on the Twitterverse, which free agents do you think would make the NWA better? Which free agents would you think the NWA could benefit from being either a part of Shockwave or NWA power? You know, whichever comes back first. And I was really surprised by some of the names that I saw. Now, like some of them, some of these guys I've never even heard of before. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Because I think, you know, in a case of like somebody like Noby Bryant, many of you have never heard of Noby Bryant, but gave the champ a heck of a match at the Independent Wrestling Ex- Expo back on August 30th. And uh, I was really hoping, or I still am hoping, that he has a part of the show when it returns. Hopefully in the springtime, you know, the conservative uh, 
expectation for the our world's heavyweight champion he said that he thought the show would be back by the spring so we'll see how that happens i see terry mcdermott mentioning charlie haas charlie haas is a former uh nwa uh texas heavyweight champion and it cha- challenged scrap iron adam pierce for that 10 pounds of gold in fact we had charlie haas on this podcast uh, many many moons ago me and dk along with our friend Jaden, with the alliance guys podcast we, we had spoken to him many many years ago and i would absolutely love to see charlie haas uh come back to the nwa i think uh under the current situation um he's pretty much an unrestricted free agent i know he does have responsibilities with uh swe fury uh, as well as uh jack stain and 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 tim storm but charlie haas would be a very good get for the nwa especially if they put him in a high profile match uh, a high profile spot on the roster but um willie bowen see you guys maybe you already saw the list but yeah the sons of the von erics the von eric boys uh ross and marshall were both uh hinted at on that list and and let me just give you some of the names that people came up with because i i, I was really so, like I said, some of these names I never heard of, and some of them I'm really excited to see what they could do. Now, we, there's a Southern stretching crew of Hosh Jensen and Aaron James. I've never seen them before, but the photos that I saw, they have a really good look, and it would be interesting to see if uh, if they could actually make an impact in, in the NWA. The hitman, Jake Capone, I think maybe somebody did a favor and, and plugged him in that equation. I don't... I Just looking at him... From very superficial surface, he doesn't really have that look that I think the NWA is looking for. But I could be mistaken. Um, Copperhead Duke, I, I don't know a whole lot about him either. Uh, the Greek god Papadon, someone I'm very familiar with, and I'm I'm kind of surprised people are still um, pulling for him to get his shot in the NWA. He is ultimately a guy who can cut a great promo, and I think could certainly be in the mix for the for the show when it returns. This one caught me off guard. RJ City and David Arquette, I'm assuming, as a tag team. Now, I think RJ City is delightful. I think he is a great promo. I think RJ City would be amazing on any show. But, you know, of course, someone has to sign you for you to actually be on television. But he he would make either a great manager or both in-ring talent and... Uh, you know, promo guy. So I think RJ City is one of these guys who I think would I would love to see in the NWA. Although his stature is a little bit smaller, he doesn't really quit that heavyweight size that I know Nick Aldis has mentioned that that's what Billy Corgan is looking for. Guys who are more the heavyweights and less of these uh you know less of the indie style wrestling guys. So who knows? Uh, another name that came up was Austin Aries. Now, the last time I saw Austin Aries, he was collecting championship belts. He had the TNA Heavyweight Championship, the IPW uh, UK title. Um, I would love to see Austin Aries in the NWA, but again, he doesn't fit the mold that uh, we keep hearing Nick Aldis talk about. He, he's not a true heavyweight. He's nowhere near being a heavyweight. He's definitely on the smaller size, but in the, in the likes of guys like Ricky Starks and uh, Matt Cross, uh, I think he certainly could find his niche and certainly could be uh, believable in a match with a guy like Nick Aldis. So I'm not saying no way, but I'm saying 
not sure if it's going to happen. Now, I see some of the names that are coming up on the list. Now, DKM was quick to point out that Ross and Marshall Von Eric have an MLW contract. Absolutely. So they're probably not going to go anywhere. Um, DKM also brings up Moonshine Mantel, uh, who I think uh, the little bit I've seen of Moonshine Mantel, I think it would make a perfect addition to the show. Um, certainly brings that Southern grit to the show and I think uh, I mean he's got a great look I don't know how great his promos are but I think he could be a, a really good addition I see Dave Scooby just mentioned uh, having a good mix of a few names with some younger unknown talents Chris Masters and maybe Carlito as some challengers to Aldous Pope and Murdoch absolutely absolutely in fact that was another name on this list is Chris Masters Chris Adonis and and I think I think when it returns no one's no one's telling me anything, guys. I don't have a pipeline to NWA management. I don't have inside sources. But I, I definitely believe that Mr. Chris Masters is going to be a part of the NWA going forward. Now, Willie's coming up with some names like Brian Cage and Willie Mack. But, Willie, these guys are locked up under contract with AEW and Impact, respectively. Willie Mack, who was the NWA national champion... Um, Ended up signing with uh, Impact as soon as he was available to. And Brian Cage, after becoming an Impact World Champion, uh, transitioned to AEW and is still under contract. So I don't think you're going to see him in an NWA ring anytime soon. However, our NWA Women's Champion is signed to AEW. So I, I guess anything could really happen, but um, just not very likely. Uh, some more suggestions were Nick Komorodo, and I don't mean to be rude. I don't. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. Uh, he's had some matches in AEW. Um, he looks a bit like a caveman, and I think he'd be a perfect fit. Uh, I think he'd be a perfect fit into the uh, the NWA going forward. Other names were like the women of uh, Mission Pro Wrestling, and I think as long as there's a link with Thunder Rosa in the NWA, I think that is absolutely uh, something that. Um, makes a heck of a lot of sense um some of my favorites oh man there were some names that i just i popped for um the bodega obviously i love the bodega we all love the bodega they're united wrestling network tag team champions and like we said danny limelight man that guy is a house on fire i think he really makes sense almost anywhere and uh papo esco i mean that guy at first, I was a little iffy about that guy, but he, not only can he wrestle, but he's funny, too. I think his promos are pretty good. They've got that gimmick down pat, and if they were to come into the NWA, whether it be as part of the Crockett Cup or full-time tag teams, I mean, why not? Why not? The commitment to the NWA as it was in 2019, excuse me, 2019 was essentially three or four days a month. So why not come in and do those you know, three or four days a month? Um, Dave Scooby says the NWA just needs maybe 10 to 12 base talent with a rotating talent coming in every two to three tapings. Exactly. And a team like the Bodega, I think you come in, have a few matches and leave. And, uh, you know, it won't be the end of the world if they're gone. And I think it adds value while they're there. Uh, somebody else, uh, mentioned Ethan Page who just left Impact Wrestling and Ethan Page, I think, makes way too much sense for the NWA. But to be honest, that guy is going somewhere. He's got a rocket strapped to his back. He's too talented not to be signed by AEW or the WWE or even to a lesser extent, uh, 
you know, New Japan Pro Wrestling or All Japan Pro Wrestling, um, whatever it is, he's a guy that has a ton of upside, and I think he will be signed somewhere, uh, somewhere big very, very soon. Um, Willie Bowen says Kento Miyahara from All Japan Pro Wrestling, the their heavyweight champion. I don't know if Kento Miyahara still has the triple crown, but yes, he would be amazing in on power. Except for, I don't know if that makes sense for All Japan Pro Wrestling and the NWA. I mean, I'm one of those proponents saying that uh, I think a, uh, a relationship between the two would be very, very beneficial. But uh, until that day happens, it's just kind of us wishful thinking. Um, Traducas says he predicts that the War Kings will come back to the NWA. Crimson and Jack Stain are already in the company, although Crimson uh, has only made sideline appearances. Yes, uh, that's on my list too. Someone did mention Jack Stain and Crimson, and those two are also a very good tag team. They, I mean, they've had their appearances in Impact Wrestling. They're now wrestling in SWE Fury. They've had their matches in Ohio Valley. But ultimately, I think if you can get those guys back in the NWA, they'll be great for the tag team division and certainly bring an era of excellence um, to the show. I think that would be really, really good. I see uh, Willie Bowen says the Rockness Monsters. Um, yes, absolutely. Uh, DKM mentioned some of these people could make one-off appearances but won't be regulars. Yeah, and I think that's that's understandable too. Remember, the NWA isn't AEW. They don't have all the money in the world. They're not going to sign every single free agent that becomes available. Uh, more names that I saw that I really, really liked were was Crowbar. Um, some of you guys might remember him as Devin Storm. He's a former NWA New Jersey television champion. Um, he cuts a heck of a promo. I think he really would add something to the show in any role, whether it be a wrestler manager or even a broadcaster. I think Devin Storm makes so much sense for the NWA. I don't know if it'll happen, but he's certainly a guy I would like to see in there. Um, Paro, who teams with Odin's son in All Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, he's a, yes, he was at the NWA 70th anniversary. He was part of the, uh, the, the, uh, elimination match to crown a new national heavyweight champion. And he's just really good in the ring. Plus he brings a bit of diversity to the roster. He's the, one of the very few openly gay pro wrestlers in uh, the United States. And although someone's sexuality has very little to do with their in-ring action, it's just the fact that he's there being a champion for gay rights and everything else, I think, uh, brings some positive, uh, a positive light to the NWA. And the fact that he's just a beast, I mean, let's face it, that guy really on that roster can be quite devastating. And if there are, is going to be a new Strictly business, I mean, maybe he's a guy that's riding with Aldous and Camille and Latimer to make that squad very, very tough. Um, more names, uh, the Koloff dynasty. Now, this is, this is one that I really, really, really think needs to happen. Now, we saw the Koloff dynasty on Circle Squared. They were supposed to be, you know, before the pandemic really just ravaged the NWA, Circle Squared was supposed to be like an, you know, they kind of described it as like maybe an American Idol for pro wrestling. That's not really what it was, but it was kind of like the, you're auditioning to be a part of the roster. And I think that a tag team like the the, the uh, Koloff Dynasty really makes a lot of sense, especially if you can get Nikita to bring them to the ring. Again, the commitments for this show is like three or four days a month. 
So bringing in someone like the Koloff Dynasty, I think, would be really, really good. And it ties back with the history of the National Wrestling Alliance. And, I mean, it doesn't have to be hokey over-the-top Cold War Russians. Just two dudes who are bad and mean and have gotten Nikita Koloff to do their talking for him. Uh, Dave Scooby says he would love to see Pero versus Jack Stane in a major Haas fight. I mean, what could be better, right? What could be better? You guys, if you don't know who Paro is, you got to look him up. P-A-R-R-O-W. Go check out his matches. He is a big dude. And he, what he can do in the ring is pretty vicious. And putting him in the ring with somebody like Jack Stane, I think you're opening up Pandora's box. Um, some more names that I wanted to get to is, uh, well, I guess the last name on that list was Davy Boy Smith Jr. Now, the last time we saw Davy Boy Smith Jr. in this universe was when he was at the United Wrestling Network taking on... Um, oh, he, he wrestled Slice Boogie, and that was a hell of a match for Slice Boogie, but uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr., I mean, he, he just looked good. Uh, he, I know he just came out of... Uh, he just came out of the... Uh, the MLW as part of the Opera Cup, Opera Cup. Am I saying that right? I know that he lost to Loki on his way out. So, I mean, he did the time-honored tradition. And again, Davy Boy Smith Jr. should be somewhere, anywhere, really. I mean, he's just too good not to be signed. But, um, you know, my dream for Davy Boy Smith Jr. and Nick Aldis and the NWA is, honestly, for a main event match to be at the Wembley Stadium with Nick Aldis, a true Englishman, uh, taking on the son of a true Englishman, Davy Boy Smith Jr., for that 10 pounds of gold in Wembley Stadium. I think that literally sells itself. I think the story that you could tell there would be amazing, and I think you, those are the two guys that make a lot of sense to do that. So I think that would be pretty kick-ass, just my own self. Um, I see some more of your comments. Hey, Jimmy's here. Hey, Jimmy, welcome to the show, pal. You're late. I need you to write your standards and tell me why you were late. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I just think that the roster for the NWA, because there's so many question marks, you know, I I took it upon myself to look at the, you know, some of the releases from the WWE. And, uh, oh, Terry also wants to add uh, the tribe. Yeah, Hawaiian Lion and Navajo Warrior make a ton of sense for the NWA when they desperately need tag teams. I mean, right now you've got Aaron Stevens and J.R. Kratos as your tag team champions. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I'm saying, like, who is going to challenge for those titles? Now, to, to uh, Dave Scooby's point, if you've got a, a long a, a list of wrestlers who kind of come in and go as they please then having a tag team come in and challenge like maybe the rock nest monsters or, or or maybe the bodega would be good but at some point you do need to have uh rivalries build up on the show and i think if you do sign a tag team like the tribe or or like we said uh the war kings i think that certainly enhances it But I came up with a list, and, and really, uh, there's five personalities from the WWE that I think just makes so much sense for NWA power. So this is my list of the top five wrestlers released from the WWE that make a lot of sense on NWA power. Now, the first one is going to be like an A and B. The first tag team that I want to talk about, uh, well, I guess that gives it away. The first uh, 
personalities from WWE that make so much sense uh, for the NWA would be the authors of pain. Uh, these, by definition, these two gentlemen, by definition, do not fit the typical uh, uh, personality traits that you're looking for for NWA power. Mostly considering they're not promo guys. They're not going to be out there cutting great promos. You've got one guy who's um, from Canada, and you've got another guy from Albania with mi mixed ethnicities. Now, from people who re remember them from WWE, initially they were championed by um, uh, Paul Ellering as kind of like a modern-day road warriors, and I think that that is still apt. And I think that still fits. And I think if there's a way to get this tag team over, I know that the NWA could do that. And again, you know, uh, from all accounts, they were a product from the WWE machine. I mean, neither one of them had an extensive background in professional wrestling until they were signed to the WWE development. Uh, Sonny Dishna and Jazim Samani uh, never did much as far as promos with the WWE, but as part of that faux shield with Seth Rollins, they were very dominant ass kickers. And uh, I think, again, that's part of what you need for the NWA is to be different. They need to have these, you know, th this direction to, to look after more heavyweights. These guys fit that bill. Six foot three, 300 pounds, six foot four, 270 pounds. These are the kind of guys you want on that roster. And, uh, I, you know, I think if you can find them a decent manager, um, they would be a perfect addition to the show. And I, I know that Nick Aldis has been on the record saying that he thinks that there will be more managers when the NWA returns. So this would be the perfect pairing of a tag team that desperately needs a manager and a you know a promotion that wants to to support that so I, again i think they would be a great fit um and i think that that would make a lot of sense uh next up on my list coming in at number four would be manny garcia now for those of you who aren't in the know that would be no way jose that guy exuded charisma when he was on the NXT roster and his time in the WWE on the main roster definitely had a lot of charisma, but not a lot of success. Um, he was one of the names to emerge from the CWF Mid-Atlantic. And again, uh, he was signed to the NXT almost based on that charisma alone. Um, a lot of what he brought to that table, again, was just this natural charisma. People wanted to watch him. He was exciting. Um, you know, he wasn't the greatest wrestler in the world, but that confidence and the charisma, I think, will snatch people in. Plus, it adds a little bit more diversity to the roster. Uh, there's not a whole lot of guys like him in the NWA. And I think, again, that's important to, you know, make that show a little bit more diverse. Um, and because of his time in the WWE, he's instantly recognizable. Again, the hair, the getup, I, I think that's going to trigger WWE fans who will see the NWA and be like, Hey, I remember that guy. He was in the WWE. Let's see what he can do. Maybe in a rivalry with somebody on the likes of Trevor Murdoch, or maybe in a feud with somebody like, uh, Elijah Burke. Uh, I, I really could see that being a, a igniter for the NWA and that mid card. Uh, number three on my list. Number three would be, Thea, Megan, Trinidad, also known as Selena Vega. 
Now, she can kill two birds with one stone because not only is she an accomplished wrestler, but she was also a manager for the WWE in her time there. Um, she's a former TNA Knockouts champion, um, so she can help bolster the, the women's roster because right now, let's face it, there are only one there's one woman definitely signed to the nwa that's thunder rosa and then we believe that serena deep will be a part of the show because she is the women's champion but i i don't i don't think she's under roster or under contract so uh somebody like selena vega who has a great look uh is able to cut promos she was the manager for uh andre alamas in the wwe in the past she was the manager for austin aries you know what guys i feel dumb because i had all these cool graphics ready to go again the authors of pain i spent a lot of time making these work and i forgot that they were there so i apologize let me show off there's your uh, no way jose oh man i need a producer and then of course uh selena vega oops wrong button selena vega um Again, Thea Trinidad, I think, again, she could bring a lot to the roster. She did manage uh, Austin Aries. She did manage uh, Andrande Alamas in the WWE. I really think... It, it, Dave Scooby just read my mind just right there. Imagine Thea managing AOP. Holy hell. Absolutely. That's kind of what I was thinking. But, you know, far be it from me to tell you uh, what you should think or believe but I, I, I thought she would be a perfect addition to the show in terms of being able to add another qualified, competent wrestler in the ring. But also being able to be the manager, to be the voice. You know, um, wrestling with MMA says that she's related to the Amazing Red. I did not know that. So going to number two, number two on my list would be Chris Hero, Cassius Ono. I know you guys... I know you guys know who Chris Hero is. How can you not know who Chris Hero is? There may not be a more seasoned pro wrestler in the game today like Chris Hero. He's wrestled in at a high level since 2001. He's held titles like the WXW World's Heavyweight Championship. That's a title in Germany. He's been the CZW World Heavyweight Champion when that title actually meant something. He was a pro wrestling gorilla world champion. He took that title to Australia. He was the Evolve World Champion. And, of course, the IWA Mid-South Champion, which was an affiliate of the NWA, by the way. Uh, plus, plus, when he teamed with WWE Cesaro as the Kings of Wrestling, they held multiple tag team championships. Chikara, Ring of Honor, CZW, and more. His tenure with the WWE has been nothing short of disappointing. Chris Hero. Chris Hero was great. And Kashias Ono... If, I, if I'm even saying that right, I don't know if I love that gimmick. I don't know if the knockout kid is where I'd go with him, but I do know that he's a very qualified, talented professional wrestler. And being in the ring with somebody like Chris Hero makes you a better wrestler. So putting him on the roster really just kind of benefits the whole show. And, and as far as I can tell, all of these names so far are unsigned. All of these names have not have have not worked elsewhere. They're all just kind of available. So if the, anyone in the NWA is listening or watching, again, Chris Hero, number two on my list, I think really, really makes that uh, uh, the NWA better. 
and you could put him in as a threat to Nick Aldis. You could put him as a threat to Trevor Murdoch. You could put him as a threat to uh, 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 Elijah Burke, or even putting him in a tag team with somebody else, and he instantly becomes a, a, a credible challenge to any belt on the roster. So, again, I think this is a this is my list, but this is a list that I'm very happy with and I'm very comfortable with, and I think that. Um, for the most part, if you guys are watching this right now, you probably agree. Sorry about that. And then next on my list, number one. Number one with a bullet coming straight to you. No, not the Bullet Club. Not anyone from the Bullet Club. But I'm talking about a three-generation superstar. I'm talking about Joe Henning, better known as Curtis Axel in the WWE. His grandfather was a, a wrestling legend teaming in the AWA winning tag team championships. His dad was Mr. Perfect. Enough said. His dad was Mr. Perfect, the Intercontinental Champion, a former AWA World Heavyweight Champion. A guy who could deliver the goods in the NWA, could deliver the goods in for that World Heavyweight title, could deliver the goods anywhere on the roster. I really think Curtis Axel was highly, highly underutilized in the WWE. But again, he was a three-generation wrestler. And that doesn't mean you're going to be successful. But it, it means that, um, you know, being the grandson of Larry the Axe Henning, uh, being the son of Mr. Perfect, I mean, I mean, it's in his DNA to be a pro wrestler. And he came up, not through the WWE development, but he came up through Harley Race's World Legion Wrestling. And when he hit the WWE in 2008, you know, they had a lot of expectations for him. He was a he was the uh, NXT, or excuse me, FCW World Champion. That's the Florida Championship Wrestling. That predated the NXT. And, um, you know, when he came to the roster, he, he ended up winning the tag titles twice. And he's a former Intercontinental Champion, just like his papa. But again, these you know these credentials mean nothing. He spent 12 years in the WWE developmental system and on the main roster, and he's a guy who has, in my opinion, a ton of unrealized potential. And if he were given the opportunity to step in the ring against somebody like Nick Aldis, you're going to get an old school feel to it for sure. Plus, you're going to have a lot of that the Harley racisms. That's not a good word. I shouldn't say that. Uh, a lot of that Harley Race um, look and feel. It's going to be an old school match. It's going to be an old school match. And, you know, Nick Aldis, who prides himself on being um, uh, endorsed by Harley Race and endorsed by Dory Funk Jr., taking on a three-generation wrestler, um, taking on, you know, somebody who his father and grandfather bled pro wrestling, I don't think that there's much... There's much anybody out there, there's any wrestler out there that has that same kind of uh, historically connection to pro wrestling. And I, I really do believe that this matchup, if it were to happen, uh, would be great for not only the NWA, but also for Curtis Axel, for, for Joe Henning. He's a guy who never got his just due in the WWE. It didn't matter what they did with him, it just, everything kind of fell flat. Um...